0: This week's episode of Atlanta Zone is brought to you by Labatt Blue Light. Labatt Blue Light, for the man that likes to drink beer from Canada that is already light beer, this one is even lighter than the regular Labatt. Labatt Blue Light. Delicious, eh? What's up, Atlanta sports fans? My name is Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was Atlanta Professional Sports with wacky ass hijinks and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? It's going really well, Graham. Just sipping on my uh, fresh Labatt Blue we, Light. We heard and And the, uh, the ad begin the show. Oh, is that the ad we ran for this show? I think it was. I know, we okay. had, I know we had a lot of sponsors this week, but that's what, I think that's the one we're going to pick. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, our ex-intern, Jared, um, as everyone knows, he's from Canada, a.k.a. Maine, <laughs> and he was nice enough to bring a case of this over as, um, you know, just kind of payment for how shitty he was at the end of his internship, mm-hmm. and I think he's really grown up a lot and yeah. uh, just felt really bad about the whole situation of him, you know, just screaming, in the middle of our podcast, after, yeah. after being two and a half hours late. Right, and saying, fuck y'all. I yeah. Mean, you, you just can't do that. Yeah. But at least, you know, I appreciate the gesture. Yeah. Shows, shows a smidgen of professionalism. Yeah. Him, which is nice, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, for once, that we never saw before while he was employed with Oleno's Right. I mean, I, I definitely would have preferred just a regular Lebat Blue. Uh, I don't know why he got the light, but I guess that was a little... Uh, just a little knife in my side. Just, right. a, just a little poke. Yep. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Last fuck you from an ex-intern Jared. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, things are going well. It's been a busy week sports-wise, huh? Yes. So Gra- like ep- Gra- Graham here, this is Thursday, and Graham here wanted to record on Tuesday. Thank God we did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so since since Tuesday, we've seen uh, the brave sign... A potential new starting third baseman. Bautista. He's not gonna start at third. Uh, that's the plan they're saying. If he starts at third, I'll pay you 10 bucks. You're gonna have to take a bet. Just like if he becomes the regular everyday starter. No. Well, I don't even have to bet you. No, you're not to bet me. Okay, yeah, I'll take yeah, I'll right. take that. Yeah. That's how confident I am. <laughs> I'll always take those happen. bets. Um so yeah, a lot of people are comparing that one to the Ryan Howard signing, but I, I see it a little different. I think it's different in the sense that. Ryan Howard was so bad with Philly his last season. He was bad for, like, multiple years. Well, multiple years, but especially that last year. He was hitting, like, 174, and uh, power numbers were down, and he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. And he was regulated to the bench, you know, for just about half the year. So it's just kind of like, once you gave him a chance, it was was like, one, Freddie Freeman's in front of him, so you know he's not going to get regular playing time. Two, it's sort of like... You know, unless he's going up against a right-handed pitcher, you know, there was no point in in even thinking he was going to contribute in any significant way, and even then you probably didn't think he was. It was just a low-risk, maybe maybe not high reward, but decent reward. Yeah. I think he got a better chance here with Bautista, but, you know, he was pretty awful last year in Toronto as well. Yeah, but worst-case scenario, he's got a ton of pop off the bench, uh, which we could certainly use. Yeah, I think especially in, you know, good right-handed guy off, off the bench um you know he was one of the better power hitters in baseball for a while um yeah like five or six years yeah so maybe he's got a little something left but i'm not gonna get my hopes up it's a minor league deal if he reaches the major leagues he makes a cool million dollars i'm not holding my breath for that because uh, we got the best goddamn third baseman of baseball on ryan flaherty apparently this is true the man is a beast Hitting three sixty four, I think, coming into today's game. It's crazy. Had we, two hits last night. We we kept after that first series. We're like, obviously, this isn't going to last. And so far, so good. He's still not going to hit. He's not going to hit three sixty four. I'll, I'll bet you ten dollars he doesn't hit three sixty four the whole year. I will not take that bet. No, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been killing. It was awesome. We were at the Graham and I were at the Wednesday night game where we uh, the rubber match in the Phillies series. And, uh, I mean, he just pulverized that ball. It was hilarious, too, because, uh, shout out to Alexa, who was a, is a huge Royals fan. And so she's watched Ryan Flaherty for a while. That's how I knew who Ryan Flaherty was before he came over here. And, he, and she was like, oh, fuck Flaherty. He's not going to do anything. This, hot, this, this, nut, you know, this is an aberration. Blah, blah, blah. And then first pitch swing, and he cranks a 428-foot home run right coming right at us, too. And I just grabbed her and she's like, ah, fuck you! <laughs> hilarious. Um, was this before or after you were throwing peanuts directly on the people sitting below us? This was after. And let me <laughs> let me uh, let me set this, the, the story straight here. Give you all some context. We were near the drum. Yes, we got stand room only tickets for five dollars. So we we migrated around the stadium quite a bit, but we settled in this place um, near the big drum and, and uh, in center field. And under the State Farm, light. yeah, under the State Farm lights, we were standing up there. Right below us are some seats in the outfield, and I was eating peanuts right next to the railing. I was dropping them on the on the ground, and then you know the wind was starting to blow all my debris and shells and whatnot on these people. Yeah, and so they were like, "Can you not do that?" And I was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't know. I'm not trying. I'm not yeah, purposely about throwing shells." I say about doing it on shells. purpose. Yeah, so I wasn't You're throwing. Just yeah, not aware of your surroundings. And I wasn't. And then I started to throw it behind me, but then the wind would catch it and and bring it forward, but they didn't complain the rest of the game. I mean, like I said, it was a terrible design for SunTrust Park. There should be a gap. Obviously, people are going to lean over that rails, and A, someone's going to get, like, a beer dropped on them. Right. And And, B, obviously, peanut shells are coming on you. And I don't uh, comply with the rules of uh, new liberal PC rules of you have to, you know, not litter the ground with your peanut shells where else are you going to fucking put them do people say to not do that no I don't know if anyone has but I'm As sure it, someone it, it's I'm prob- sure someone has it's probably a subject coming up at some point yeah it'll be illegal to throw any sort of trash on the ground in a baseball game actually peanut allergies because people with peanut allergies are so like deathly you can't even eat peanuts on a plane so I can see that b- becoming a thing yeah, I guess be, that would be the group that would be uh, promoting that. Oh god, that'd be so awful if my peanut shells fell on those people and they had peanut allergies, and I and I killed all of them. They should have probably avoided a baseball game if it's yes. this bad. But yeah, dude. Do we have a more? Uh a script of things. I kind of jumped into it there. You did. I was actually not ready. <laughs> you sort of caught me off the guard. I the, apologize. I, oh, it's fine. My, my life has been watching Braves baseball recently. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a lot of fun. That game we went to last night was the most fun I've had at a Braves game in probably two years. Because we kicked ass. And I liked every that. other game I went to last year except for the one. I went to like six or seven games last year. And almost every one, we just got destroyed. And yeah. It was miserable. And then the game I went to on my birthday on April 2nd, the Nationals killed us. So it was good to go to a game where we actually performed well and, and won the cocksucker. Yeah, I actually did two games this week. I was at Jacob Dempsey hooked me up with some sweet seats right behind, uh, four rows behind the dugout, and uh, that was a win as well. So I'm, I'm 2-0, and baby. Yeah, very fair. Um, yeah, so today we got a lot of stuff to talk about. There's tons of Braves news. On top of what we've already talked about, the NFL schedule is being released tonight. Some games have already leaked. Uh, we're not watching that two-hour special because we are people who don't need to sit around and watch a bunch of fucking eight talking heads sit around a undersized desk and talk about the NFL schedule for two hours. So don't we, act like that's beneath something we would do, though. But I, we just we just sat around playing a game of Madden two thousand five. Yeah. <laughs> that's a more proper way to spend our time I think so Okay. other than you can just look up a schedule you don't need to hear people squawk at you about it for two hours you can look it up and make your yeah, own I, you can look it up and, and make your own opinion on it you don't have to listen to people talk about it for Christ's sake like we're going to in I, a few minutes I saw on a, the Atlanta page on Reddit uh, there's some guy like looking for a good bar to go to to watch the oh, the NFL thing the draft thingy oh. it's like this guy's desperate for for friends or for friends and for Litter. any sort of nfl content i guess jesus um so we're going to talk about that and we got some more disturbing news about mike boom uh potentially leaving us so let's dive into it so adam since we last talked to the users uh the braves split a shortened series with the cubs I think we can touch on that a little bit in terms of how nuts, especially that second game was. Yeah. Where uh, we were up ten to two and then subsequently blew the game and lost fourteen to ten. But I blame a lot of that on the weather. That game probably shouldn't have been played. And the game that was canceled on Sunday apparently had worse weather, worse conditions, more wind, more precipitation than the game on Saturday. Yeah, it was really horrendous. Um, it like for us to go up, I think it was ten to two. Mm-hmm. And then the bullpen just imploded. But because they, none of them could, like, feel their hands. So it's kind of hard to throw a baseball when you can't feel your hand. Yeah. And, you know, I know Sam Freeman had, like, three walks and went in one inning. There was, like, back-to-back-to-back walks. And you can't blame the guy. You can't see anything. Yeah. You can't feel your damn hands. The wind's blowing, like, 30 miles an hour or something. Yeah, it's so like, that was pretty fluky. And even, even Joe Madden after the game. Was like pissed off. Yeah, he, he called like, bullshit. Yeah, he's like, why, why the hell are we playing this game? Yeah, this, this early season weather has just been crazy all over. It's been devastating across lost, the country I for baseball. I lost a damn fantasy baseball matchup between us because yep. of that. It was hilarious. All my starts were postponed. Yep. Quite funny. Uh, so, yeah, we split that series, and, and that was a good road trip overall. You know, we were worried about that, having to go to Washington, Chicago, Colorado, but I think overall they went 500. Yeah, I mean, we really haven't played a bad team yet. Like, no. They're, these are all, like, teams that were uh, in the playoffs last year or considered up-and-coming, like the Phillies. The last three teams we played were, which was Washington, Chicago, and Colorado. And we held our own against yeah, them. Yeah, on the road. It's, it's yeah. really impressive. Um, and currently we sit here and we got a 6 nothing lead on Matt Harvey. Yep. In the sucks Mets. now. Yeah. Which is great. Um, so, Mets are one of the best teams in baseball right now, and for us to be doing that, we won another series against the Phillies. The Phillies have been pretty respectable this season so far. Yeah, um, they've been quite good, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm way too excited about this team. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I do know that Ozzie Albies is a man possessed, especially against left-handed pitchers. He's hitting five eighty-eight with a 1.412 slugging percentage that... 2,000 on base plus slugging percentage, which those numbers would make Ted Williams blush. I know it's a very small <laughs> sample size. It's only like 18 games in the year, but that is loco. After starting the season out, uh, season out, going like two for 20, he's hitting like 430 since then or something like that. Uh, the man is just getting doubles. He's in on base. Nine doubles already. Yeah, nine doubles. Uh, I think he still leads the team in home runs with five. Yep. Um, he's been... A great spark plug at the top of the order. And there's no reason to think that he can't continue the success at the plate. Maybe not this clip, but he looks like he's here to stay. And he looks like he's for real. Um, Going back to last year and carrying over to this year, I mean, he's just crushing the baseball. Yeah, I mean, forget. So the comparison is out there already because of his uh, short stature. To Altuve. And how strong he is that, yeah, he looks like another version of Altuve, which is, I mean, Altuve is one of the best um, playing some baseball right now. Yes. So I mean, forget p- potential rookie of the year with Ozzy. I mean, he was looking like an all-star right now. Yeah, I'm really excited about him. I want to get his fucking jersey. I love the way he plays. His energy is awesome. I love when he just loses his helmet all the time. Every time. Yeah. They really need to just right when he makes contact, create a mechanism that just shoots it off his head because he's going to lose it anyway. I think he's lost it more than anyone in baseball so far this year. <laughs> Made <laughs> is, some. Is that a sabermetric stat? That's yeah. a sabermetric stat. Uh, it's it's uh. H.L. War. Helmets lost, wins above replacement. Mm, yeah. yeah, he's, he's he, high up he, on that he's got a, he's got a He's been worth six helmets lost, wins yeah. above replacement so far <laughs> this season, which is astronomical. And uh, made some really good defensive plays. I know he had a boner error last night in the game we, we watched, but overall he's made some plays that your average second baseman is going to make. His range is great. He's utilizing his speed very effectively. And I've just been thoroughly impressed by the young man. I hope it continues. Yeah, our infield is looking pretty damn set for a while right now, especially with Dansby hitting so great as well. He's, he's second in the National League and dying average right now. Yeah, behind Flaherty. Yeah, behind Ryan Flaherty. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Have you seen on the, uh, the ESPN page uh, for those stats where they have Flaherty still wearing an Orioles? Do they? Pat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, on the website? Yeah, the website. Hilarious. Like, yeah, we're not going to change that. He's not going to be there for long. Right. But, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty damn impressive, Junior. It's been a really exciting season so far. One thing I will like, you know, I'm going to go back to walks again, but he's only walked twice so far. He's been very aggressive at the plate, but he's had some great at-bats. And he doesn't strike out. And he doesn't strike out that, that often. So, I mean, I think if he can just... Figure out a way to get... Because he's not going to hit this well forever. He's not going to hit four hundred. So, once again, getting back to continuing to find other ways to get on base is important. But I'm not going to shit on this start because it's been so exciting. And it has me so pumped for this year. Like, this is the most excited I've been for the Braves in five seasons. Yeah, and it's cool. like Like I touched on last week that we're this excited already. And we still have... We're still in April. We're still in April. And we still have... Acuna's not even up here. no. Um, if you Camargo told, just got back. Yeah. Flowers is still out. Well, you got to think about it, too, with uh, Johan Camargo. He's got to be saying, well, fuck me. Lost a job. Yeah. Like, Ryan Flaherty, you can't take him out the way he's hitting right now. Hell no. What's hilarious is we were talking about this before the show, but Swanson and Flaherty are leading the league in hitting our hitting seventh, and 8th, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, but I think they're comfortable in that position. And um, the fact that Flaherty is hitting so well in the 8th spot when usually... Pitchers will work around the guy who's in the eighth hole is, is, is awesome. So, um, yeah, we've been getting a ton of production down at the lower part of the lineup. Yeah. I mean, who do you bump at this point? I mean, I don't one, know. Well, we know. The only potential would be to have Ozzy leading off. I think you could do that at Dansby, too, maybe. I think but. with how well Ozzy's hitting, you know, leading the team in home runs, I think also in doubles, um, you know, you want the on base percentage to be a little higher for a. Leadoff man, but because he has the ability to leave the park and get you know hits in the gap and his you know elite speed, he projects to be you know a really good leadoff hitter, probably better than Ender because of that power ability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and his on base percentage, really. I mean, you look at Ender's on base. I don't think he's been over 350 OBP since he's been here, which isn't very good for not for a for a leadoff man. And if Ozzy can just you know get some more walks in the system. I would be more comfortable with him long-term from what I'm seeing now at the top of the order, at the very top of the order. Good problem to have, though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, One thing that upset me was the game we blew against, who was it, the Phillies? Yeah. Yeah. Was Jose Ramirez, what, he walked two or three people? Yeah. Yeah. He got himself into a mess early. Right. And so he bitches after the game saying that, oh, I've got an arm injury, I'm tight. And so it's like you know, if you go out there and you say you can pitch, and there are no excuses, you know, I don't want. To, we shouldn't be treating you any different. And if you can't go out there, if you're going to fall back on that, use that as a crutch, then don't go fucking pitch in the first place. It's the same thing with Devontae Freeman when he came out. I was like, oh, well, my knee was messed up during that Philly game. It's like, well, you know what? You played. Why are you playing? You played. Yeah. And if you played, I expect you to perform. Right. And you know, I'm sorry you're hurt, but if you feel like you can't do your job, or that's going to, you know impede on you doing your job to the best of your ability to the point where you are not productive, then don't fucking go out there in the first place. Take yourself out. Yeah, Ramirez has really been the one blemish in the bullpen so far this year. Like, we've seen a ton of people pitching really well down there. Mm-hmm. Carl, Carl has been Shane amazing. Carl's been tremendous. Um, Winkler's been... I don't, I don't know if he's given up a run yet, either. Yeah. Uh, Vizcaino's solid. Mentor Mentor's has been, been effectively wild a yeah. little bit. Um, Last night he was, too. You know, there's a lot of pitches that are out of the zone high. But he gets through it, and he's got such good stuff that he's able to overcome right. it. So if he can just work on his control a little bit, I think it will be fine. But, um, yeah, really, is, and Ramirez went on the disabled list. So he's going to, you know, hopefully rest up and get his shit together. Uh, we DFA'd. So Lucas Sims came up for – oh, no, Camargo came up in that. Lucas Sims is in the bullpen now. So yeah, right? he's in the yeah. bullpen. He's been up for, like, I think since the Cubs series. Yeah, just hasn't pitched yet. Yeah. I'm looking at your little show notes here, Graham, mm-hmm. and uh, well, just curious if you want to. One of them just says, why Whistler over Lucas Sims? question Yeah. Are, are you still uh, agreeing with that, even though Whistler has currently gone four scoreless innings, one hit, and looked really good? I mean, I can't argue with the results right now. I'm just saying, going off tracker, because I wrote this before the goddamn show. I mean, hindsight's 20 20. Yeah. It's just, you know, based off how horrible Matt Whistler's been the last couple of seasons. Really, since he's come up, he had that one. It's funny, actually. His first start was against the Mets. He went, Mets. He went like eight innings. We we're like, "Holy shit, this guy's gonna be awesome!" And he just it's pretty much sucks since then. So, I, th- um, I just think it goes back to Anthopolis probably knows more than. I'm us. sure he knows more than I do, and he, he's looking at what he's seen Whistler do in the minor leagues so far this year. Yeah, versus in the past, and he has had two good starts in Gwinnett. Yeah, I mean, he's looked good tonight. He's been sharp. He's painting the corners of this fastball. Fastball sitting at 94, 95. I mean, he's he's looked good. And he's, you know, cutting through a Mets lineup that has been one of the more productive offenses in baseball so far. Uh, for him to be, you know, performing the way he is right now, it's encouraging. I'm not going to get too excited about it because I know who he is. However, I can't take away this this effort tonight. Yep. Cool to see a mm-hmm. guy that can step in like that for a spot start. Things are looking bright. But yeah, things we, look great. We, we had a massive scare last night that put a damper on the entire game. And uh, definitely you could see here, not see here, but feel. Yes. The energy sucked out of the building last I night. I kind of like see here a little bit. <laughs> <sudden feel. laughs> <laughs> when Freddie got hit on the wrist, it looked in the exact same spot. That he broke his wrist last year. That he broke his wrist last year. and mm-hmm. Just the fact that he immediately just walked into the dugout, went into the tunnel, and it was gone. Yeah, um, he didn't even like... Walked to first. He just he just went straight, yeah, yeah. straight in there. When do, f- I saw that, I was like, "Oh fuck me!" Yeah. Um. So all day, Braves country is sitting just waiting for an update because refreshing Twitter like mad people. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty pathetic, but um, finally, but we, 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 we were amongst those yeah, as well. Yeah. Finally, around two o'clock, get an update. No uh, X, X rays and MRI and all that came back. Negative and just a bone bruise, and sure enough, he's in the lineup tonight and already has an RBI. So uh, that would have been brutal with all this positive energy right. we have. now would suck the energy out of out of uh, this this momentum yeah. we've been riding so far. You think the Nationals would have traded us Matt Adams? Probably because he's hitting 188. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you could stick Comargo at first, too. That's the great thing about him. He's so damn right. versatile. We got some depth. But, yeah, that would have sucked. That Then we would start... We would we would become an under 500 team without Freddie. That's, so, that's the last guy you want to lose. so fucking valuable to this squad. Yep. Yeah. You know, the thing that's been encouraging has been a, a, a lot of guys who you're not expecting to do that well, overperform, and give you hope. And you don't know how long some of this is going to last, but at the end of the day... We're thrilled to watch the Braves competing at a high level again, playing with some of the better teams in baseball. And at at the end of the day, I mean, it's like they've got this—they've got that swagger about them. Yeah, there's they, confidence they haven't had in the past. There's and confidence. I think Ozzy brings a lot. Yeah, it's because of these young guys. Yeah. I think they bring that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure Freddie's having a good time. Yeah, definitely. That man deserves to get some winning again. Yeah, especially in his prime, being as good as he is right now. Let me ask you this question. This is a debate they were having on. 680 the fan earlier this week talking about Bryce Harper yeah and bringing Mm -hmm. him to Atlanta Mm -hmm. you do it right yeah no doubt yeah no doubt Um, anyone who is saying they don't want him is just using their bias because he's on the Nationals and he's Bryce Harper I fucking hate Bryce Harper and one reason I hate him is because he's on the Nationals that's the biggest reason and he's hurt me so much over the years but if you're saying we can bring him over here you, love you hell bet your of fucking yeah. ass! I want him. Yeah, I would never scream or boo him again. I mean, or ask him where his ring is. I mean, I'm, he's a pompous little bastard. I hate. I, I hate everything about him. But if he's on this team, you don't love. Fall how, in love you him. You love everything about him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All, all the traits we hate—that's what his fans love about him. Right. Um, oh yeah. yeah. He's a bulldog man. Like no, he, not he's, a UGA bulldog. Right, obviously. But, but, he's, but just, he's he's max effort guy. He's one of the top five players in baseball. We've got an excellent arm. Extreme power. Uh, talk about your own base percentage. I mean, no one, no one wants to face him. He's that good. Yeah. You put him in a lineup with Freddie Freeman, Johan Camargo. Sorry, <laughs> let me start there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you put him in a lineup with Freddie Freeman and what we think Ronald Acuna will be. Watch out, It'd be man. crazy, That's a lethal, three, four, five. Yeah, I mean, it seems feasible that you can convince him to come here. Like if we. If we have a good year this year, and he sees all these young guys, and we can overpay him next year. Yeah, and the good news is, right? He's going to require a $400 million contract, whatever, pay him. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Lock him up for eight seasons. To wrap it up, though, Bryce Harper, yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. (laughs) Unequivocally, yes. Yeah. Unequivocally. Yeah. No contest. No contest. But, you know, um, it's just super exciting, man. And the lookers get into my head, some sort of rambling. But I, I, I fucking, I've fallen head over heels in love with this team. I'm in a honeymoon phase right now. that will break your heart. Oh sure, some way, somehow. That, that's classic Atlanta sports. Yep. I mean, we know it'll happen at some point. We know we'll look up at June and we'll be forty-two, and or you know, we'll, we'll be like seven games under five hundred, and be like, God damn it. But hey, I'm enjoying this yep. because even if we don't wind up competing this year. So much reason for optimism. There's so much reason for hope. I mean, all the guys we're talking about outside of Ryan Flaherty are people that have either a, you know, great A stars like Freddie Freeman or guys who have the potential to be like Ozzie Albies and Mike Fulton-Avich. So it's got to give you reason for optimism for years and years to come because those guys are under control for a long, long time. Should we move on to Falcons? We either move on to Falcons or Hawks. Which one do you want to? Let's get the Hawks out of the way. Okay. So we had talked last week about uh, Mike Budenhoser maybe leaving, going to the Bucks, And we said, oh, that makes sense because, you know, they have Giannis, they have uh, Jabari Parker, you know, they have a more, you know, their nucleus is, is fit to win now. But this week we get news that, one, not only does Coach, Coach Budenhoser want to interview for the job with the Suns, uh... Hawks are going to let him. They're not even going to sit. They're not even saying, oh, you know, no, we won't let you do that. What the hell are you doing? They're like, no, go ahead. Yeah, they're which, re- they're, they don't want him anymore. Right, which to me says, fuck off. Well, you heard the report. Um, which to me says he's gone. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, you don't agree to let your coach do that unless you want him gone, anyways. And which to me says, because the Suns are in a very similar position to us, they're, they are the worst team in basketball. They do have the number one overall pick, or they have the, the chance. They had the best chance to get the number one overall pick in the lottery. However, after that, there's not really... That is weird he would leave one losing team for another. Right, that's what I'm saying, is that it goes back to, there's a misalignment between him and the front office or the ownership or both. And ever since he got stripped of his general manager duties, he's been, you know, I think he's been, maybe he's been ambivalent towards the job. Maybe there's something going on with him and Travis Schlink. Whatever it is, it has to do with him and the organization and not the situation he's in because he wouldn't be interviewing with Phoenix if he was tired of losing because he's going to do a hell of a lot more losing there than he is here, I think. You, you heard about um, a report coming out that they didn't say who it was, but it sounds like it was Tony Ressler, um, a Hawks owner. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the minority Many people that own the Hawks. Yeah, I think he's the main owner. Yeah, but he basically went into... Uh, allegedly into Bud's office and just like screamed at him for like some of the games he won down the stretch, saying like, "What the hell are you oh, yeah, doing?" I heard like, about that like against yeah. Boston, Washington, yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. like some we have no business winning those games. That like he just wasn't on board with the plan. Yeah, and that is another thing too. It's like you watch Dallas. You know they were beating somebody they shouldn't be beating in the first half, and they sat their starters the entire second. half. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So it's like maybe it's a fuck you by Bud. Maybe he's too close to his players and wants them to keep developing like a Torian Prince and John Collins. Um, I think one of those games we won was the night that Torian Prince went off for 33, um, 33 points recently. But some of the names they were throwing out there, it's like they were at the end of the bench, but mm-hmm. they are just playing well together for whatever reason, I guess, because Bud is a good coach. Yeah, no, he's able to get better. Like Without him, we probably would have been the worst team in basketball. We probably would have only won 15 games or something. Yep. So through him, we probably won five, six, seven, eight games. Um, you know, I still don't want to see him go, but the writing's on the wall. It's over. This this era is over, and it really ended the moment he signed Dwight Howard as a free agent. Was that him? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that was before, that was the first year that yeah. he was the super duper general manager. I think. Yeah. Or maybe it's the second. I don't know. It was really early on in the in well, the process. and obviously not trading off. Any of the guys that you could have gotten value back from. That's also a Millsap, big thing. Millsap, Horford. Horford. Uh, Damari. Damari, yeah. Um, you know. And, yeah, I just think he's his, his failure as a general manager has led to his relationship deteriorating with the front office. And it was only a matter of time, especially after Dwight Howard didn't work out. Like, that was a big risk signing to me. That was a huge risk signing, and it sucked. And he underperformed. And once that happened, it was all over. Schlenk blew up the team, revitalized it, made it into his own image, tried as best he could with the restrictions he had. And he's building it his way. I don't think he's involving Bullenhozer, and I think that's probably – it's a speculation here, but I think that also contributes, right? Yeah. You know? So I like the sch- the Schlenk, though. He's got a vision. jury's out, but um, – you know, we'll see what he does with the draft. The good news also is is that because the Minnesota Timberwolves made the postseason this year, we get their pick, which I think was the 19th pick. Yeah, which is where we picked John Collins. Right. We picked Schroeder there, I think, or yeah. Teague. So we have three first-round picks going into this year's NBA draft, which is great. So we have a chance to get, you know, at worst, seven. 19, I think the 30th or 31st or something, which I think we acquired from the Rockets uh, in a trade we did with them recently. So... That's the good news from all of this. Yeah. However, the bad news is we lose, well, we are going to lose Coach Gould it's just a matter of time. He interviewed with Phoenix, I think, on Monday and Tuesday. Two-day interview process. Hasn't been any other news after that, but um, even if he doesn't go to Phoenix, he's going to go somewhere else. Yep, seems like it's time. Yep. Sorry, Coach Bud. Just a damn shame. Yeah, so moving on to the Falcons news. So the NFL schedule has started to leak out a little before the silly two-hour... Uh, event happens where they announce It's the all out schedule. now. It's probably all out now. Yeah, we, should we should probably, probably stop and, yeah. and look at it yeah. and so that we sound like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. Better. So we're pulling up the schedule right now. But we haven't looked at it yet. And let's go through it game by game here. So week one of the regular season will be against the Eagles. It's going to be the opening night game on a Thursday, September 6th at Lincoln Financial Field. On NBC with your boy, Chris Collinsworth. You know what's gross? Because of us spending so much time with Philly, John, when you said the Eagles, in my head, just popped up. Go, go Birds! Go, Birds! He says that shit all the time. Yep. Well, it's going to be hard to watch that game with him. But yep. I guess we'll have to. Uh, so if game one is against the defending Super Bowl champs, the Eagles, on September 6th and Thursday night. Fast forward to next week. It's against Carolina. It's at uh, Mercedes-Benz. So the good news is we have three straight games at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Against Carolina, the Saints, and the Bengals, you got to think that so, that gives you a chance to hopefully go two and one there. Whole lot different than last year, than when we didn't have a division game until what, like week, week nine or ten or something yeah. like that, or eight. It was nuts. Uh, after that, we've got a tough game on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Heinz Field. So we got the Steelers a week th- four, huh? Five. <laughs> yeah, week five. You, you, you still uh, literate over there? Yeah, I'm literate. All right. So, yeah, week five against the Steelers at Heinz Field. we got Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. That, that should be a good game. Um, then we come back to the Benz to face Tampa Bay. And then a Monday night game against the Giants on October 22nd. Why is that back a Monday night bins? game? Uh, I don't know. Out of all the things you would want to show on Monday night football, giants Falcons well, is probably far from the top of the list, especially just because well, the Giants just are going suck. Yeah. yeah, not because of Atlanta sports, for Christ's sake. And our reputation, and then we have a bye in week eight, which is actually oh, pretty good a pretty good place. Time. That's a good place to have a bye. Right in the, almost the middle. Yeah. And then the schedule softens a little bit. We're going to face the Redskins on the road. Who's their quarterback now? Uh, I think they have Alex Smith. Oh, yeah. So not to be, you know, they're not a joke or anything, but it's not something I'm going to get too concerned about. Oh, we get to go to Cleveland. huh? And yeah. then week after we go to Cleveland, uh, which should be a victory. Although they're, they're getting better. And they're going to draft Saquon Barkley, so they'll have a good running game at least. Uh, November 18th, we face Dallas again for the second year in a row at the Benz. And, yeah, we got the NFC East. Right. Then a short turnaround, Adam, for Week 12. as a Thanksgiving game. The yes, night sir. game of Thanksgiving. After everyone's so stuffed with turkey, they passed out at 7.30. We're going to be playing at 8.20 on NBC against the Saints in New Orleans. That's got to be a first for um, that rivalry. No, have we ever played on Thanksgiving before? We have. We played the Lions in the Mike Vick era. I remember it uh, substantially, actually. We probably lost. We won. Oh, nice. It was the year I think we went to the NFC Championship game. Cool. Um, so, yeah, November 22nd against New Orleans on Thanksgiving night. That'll be nuts. I'm I kind of not... want to go to that game. Maybe we should make some travel plans, do the show out there. That's so stupid that we have the same damn stadium name as them. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz Superdome, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yep. Awful. Then the week after that, December second, we face the Ravens uh, at the Bens. Up the, to Lambeau. Let's go to Lambeau. Yeah, instead. week at, four, week fourteen, we go to Lambeau Field to we'll face Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. That'd be more one fun. of our least favorite teams to to play. We play, we match up well against them. We all kicked their ass the last uh-huh. couple of years, which has been very satisfying. After they throttled us in two thousand eleven in the playoffs, um, then we play the Arizona Cardinals again. I feel like we play them every fucking year. We play them. Uh, week 15, December 16th. December 23rd, we play Carolina at Carolina. And then week 17, December 30th, we play Tampa Bay at Raymond James Stadium to end the season. So Adam, first first thoughts, first reactions to, to this schedule. Meh. A lot of primetime games. Kind of cool. We only have two. Only two. Pr- no, we got three. Oh three, yes. Three. There are three prime games. Um it doesn't seem ridiculously difficult. Yeah, we know the we know the division's gonna be tough. We know that game against the Eagles is gonna be tough. I mean we have a lot of hard uh non conference games or excuse me, non divisional games against the Eagles, against Pittsburgh, Dallas will be tough as well. Um the Ravens I'm not too concerned about, though they might be a little better than they were last year. You still got to respect them. Packers will be tough. So it's really four pretty damn difficult uh, out-of-division uh, out games. And then, you know, the division will be competitive. Um, seems to be, you know, a decent balance of home-away, home-away, um, with the exception of the end of the schedule where we go to Bank of America and Raymond James back-to-back. That'll be tough. And then that uh, quick turnaround to play Dallas and then play New Orleans back-to-back will also be a little difficult. Really, the only gimme games to me on this schedule right now are the Giants, the Redskins, and the Browns. Every other game, and maybe the Ravens, but every other game, it's going to be pretty tough, I think. Maybe the Cardinals, too. I don't know. It's, it's so stupid it's to a damn schedule at, this, at yeah. this point. How the hell do people sit around and watch like? If this was our the, the, version of the schedule. Like, this is all the schedule show is, yeah, right? it's just people oh, like, oh this will be a going out to Cleveland yeah. on November 11th. Ironically, we're becoming the things we hate. Well, I hate it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still. <of course. laughs> but I guess that's just what you have to do. Right. People want to know about the NFL, man. They could just Google it. Yeah, like we did. Yeah. And make their own podcast and talk about it. Yeah, well, don't tell them that. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get any ideas, users. Yeah. Um... No, we bring something unique to the table. Right, dumbassery yeah. and drunken behavior. Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm not too... Uh, it was funny, too, as we were pointing this up. We said NFL schedule, and the first thing that came up was a picture of Matt Ryan looking really concerned and saying toughest schedules in the NFL. Yeah. Like, God damn it. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't ridiculous to me. And I like that we're playing the NFC North because there's a lot of shitty teams. Or, you know, there's two real shitty teams in that uh, division with Cleveland and Cincinnati. Um it's just it's just our division, man. You know the Panthers are going to be good. You know the Saints are going to be good. Every year Tampa Bay is supposed to be good, but they're not. But who knows? Maybe they flip the switch this year and figure something out. Uh, it'll be interesting. There's not really a lot to go off of, it's especially a, with the draft coming up. Yeah, you know. it's a damn schedule. Yep. It is what it is. Yep. Start planning some road trips though. Yeah, dude, it'd be fun to go to Lambo, or to go to New Orleans to the Super Superdome. I think that'd be the most fun. Superdome. Yep. Yep. On Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because in Lambo, you know you're gonna freeze your fucking ass off. Yeah. Uh, which fan's more obnoxious? Uh Packers fan or Saints fan? I say a Saints fan. They're huda, Huda 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 I don't know. You think you would have figured that out after a while fucking <laughs> <losers>. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Graham and I decided to be real with you guys today and say we re- we're not really going to talk about the United much we don't have the insight yeah, we don't um, they played the Galaxy Saturday night which is supposed to Galaxy be super Saturday exciting night. yeah uh, and and they, they tied with New York FC 2-2 two two. they still get a point which I hear is good in soccer for the standings it is I watched that one at Hampton and Hudson so what did you see from that game I don't know man <laughs> I'm not even going to try to analyze yeah. it they gave up a late goal. That's all I know, Graham. Yeah. Um, but they're doing really well. I think they've, they've only lost that one game to Houston to begin the season. And ever since then, they've, they've won every game since then except the one they just tied. So, And I think New York FC is also in the Eastern Division, and they are the number one team right now at United's number two. So, Maybe time to bring Arthur on? I think it's time to bring Arthur on to get some more soccer get, analysis. Get a, a midseason update. Maybe not in mid It feels like this damn MLS season, Quarter season. Goes, goes for like third of, six months. Third of a like, season. Um, yeah, I missed the last few games. I, I blacked out on the one that we had. <laughs> like, and the, the, the day we had the tailgate, I blacked out during that game. So there's right. a three-hour period I didn't know what was going on. And then I missed the game against uh, New York FC. It was cool. Um, John had his... Friends in town uh, this past weekend from Philly, so like three three guys from Philly, and they were all commenting on seeing all like the people wearing United United gear and all the flags and all that, and they were just talking about how I didn't even realize Philly had a MLS team, I didn't but apparently they did it completely wrong, and the stadium's like way outside of the city, and like it's they no don't one, they no don't they don't mark yeah no one goes they don't market it like this and the team sucks yeah so they were pretty impressed with. Um, just how Atlanta's embraced that. Mm-hmm. That's that's our united coverage. That's, that's the <laughs> some in depth analysis. I hope there. you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, some good banner. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for this episode of Atlanta Zone. Pleasure doing it with you, Graham. Yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Uh, wherever you are, whenever you're listening, we really appreciate it. Um, We're on Twitter, Atlanta Sports. On Facebook, Atlanta's own sports podcast. Find us there, talk to us, say hello. I've got a question for you. Yeah. If they're already listening to this episode, don't they probably know where they can find us? Sure. But, maybe they don't. Maybe they just happen to put us on SoundCloud or iTunes. But, then they found us. Yeah, but I'm trying to encourage people to reach out to us. Oh, okay. Like, okay. like one of our favorite users, Nick Rising. Yes, yes. He reached out to us again. Yes. Um, or uh, the other fine users who have left us good reviews, like Alexa and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm depressed. Now. And Colin Washington, who lives in Texas oh. now. Thanks, thanks, Colin. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Until next time, rise up, chop on, stay in brotherhood, unite and conquer. And remain true to Atlanta. Hospitometer, sir. Hospitometer,